0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Unfiltered. This is one of our filler episodes. I am Yanina Doyle.
1: I'm Jonathan Kleeman.
0: And today we are talking Greece, thanks to London Wine on Instagram, who, when we asked everybody what subjects we had to talk about, so that is LDN underscore wine. So um, we're going to attempt it. Actually, um, Greece is not... It's actually a subject I adore. So many Greek wines I've tried, but one of my weaker knowledges...
1: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm the I'm same boat with there. I've, I've tried so many Greek wines I really love. Um, and I even, with uh, Sommelier Socks, which I keep forgetting to use as a sponsor for this bloody podcast, <laughs> um, actually uh, are made there and produced there. And there's some great wines from the guy who they I work with They're produced in there. Greece? Yeah, they're made in Greece. Do you Wait. know what part of Greece? Oh, God, now you're testing me. Um, I believe... It's on the main island, for uh, main part of Greece. It's
0: Mainland, that's quite large.
1: Yeah, I know, that's not really narrowing it down all, is it? Um, but yeah, i have to double check that now, you've okay. the other. I'm okay. well, ruining really my knowledge there of my, 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 my own product. Yeah. What
0: we're hoping to do is talk a little bit, I think about the main regions, I think is most important. I have brought along um, a really nice uh, bottle of Aioia I think we're going to have to write down some of the spellings for this because, my God. It's a lot of get your mouth around here. It, it is. Okay. Not no, anything. No, not buying no, that no. That's what she said. Moving. <laughs> um, a Ioannitiko uh, is yeah. a, a red grape variety, and basically comes from in the Peloponnese region. Which, if you imagine, I would advise anyone get a Greek map. Um, if you um, see Greece, then there's like a little south area that's not an island, but it's attached by like a little um
1: little fork, say fork? Well, fork it's I not know. a fork
0: anyway the south part in the west is the Peloponnese and inside Peloponnese is Nemea um, and that's a really fantastic region probably for, one of the
1: better known regions for red I would say Nemea yeah and then
0: of course if we're going to talk red let's keep it really simple there's one other major region um, the great variety is Cassino uh, Mavro uh, Spelt with an X, so again, beautiful spelling. Um, and that's up in the north in Macedonia. Um, and Noasa is a very small region within Macedonia where you can get that. So, in terms of reds, I think we should just focus on them, right? Yeah. Um, very simply, if anyone likes Barole, I mean, There's a thousand and one others, but they yeah. Oh my god, this is. I mean, there's so many indigenous varieties.
1: I think just touching on that quickly, I mean, that's what makes it very interesting, but also quite difficult to learn is all the regions are so diverse mm. because you've all of them that touch the ocean in different ways or different parts of the ocean in different ways some are very continental then you have islands like Santorini which we'll get onto later that are very much surrounded and are very uh, out there on their own and very mm-hmm. they're very special in their own right yeah. um I think it makes Greece super interesting, but also super complicated. And it's also finding its feet in some ways. A lot of um, international grape varieties are now being grown. Well, the problem
0: with Greece is that if you actually look at the history, I mean, considering they were making... I mean, I believe, uh, from just, just coming from the top of my head, and I really hope I'm not making this up, I'm pretty sure that they were the ones that kind of founded Provence in France. Um, a lot of the uh, wines and grapes and everything came um, to Italy from Greece. Everything. So Greece was a major, major area. Then you had the Ottoman ruling, so everything basically went downhill for hundreds of years.
1: Well, it was Greece that originally was one of the first countries to start really pushing grapes out to other countries, and then followed by the Romans afterwards. I I think
0: I'm pretty sure that uh, at a certain point in time, France, the the majority of uh, imports were coming from Greece. Greece was a massive, massive player back in the past. Well, it's main
1: export then was slaves. So,
0: (laughs) moving on. So. Yeah, the Ottoman Absolutely. ruling, then after everyone in Europe got over phylloxera, they got bloody phylloxera, so they were dealing with it much later on, and then you obviously had World War I, I like I you like, you War like, it's,
1: you like you say like, oh, like it's chlamydia, like, they, just, they just caught the old phylloxera, did. had a dirty night with uh, with a tourist, and then they caught the old phylloxera. Pretty
0: much, that's, I mean, if anyone doesn't know what phylloxera is, it's a little bit more complicated than that, it's a little nasty louse that pretty much damaged. Quite some it. To crabs. It, it, Actually, yes. Um, That likes to nibble onto the root of vines, (laughs) and I don't. The fact that I just said nibble makes you.
1: It does nibble
0: to the root of your vines. It does nibble the root of your vines. And basically, that's it. So. In the 1800s, obviously, it ravished. uh, Ravished is a good word, to be honest. You only
1: get crabs off, you've been ravished.
0: Yeah, well, it ravishes you first. Um, France, then went to Spain, but obviously, it basically went throughout the whole of Europe. But Greece got it so much later. So when everyone else was pretty much okay and they'd scrubbed themselves down and they were nice and clean again, right? Greece, Greece, Greece was, was a late, a late, comer, a late comer yeah absolutely anyway but um, and I think that's also when were came what they you could say it's a mistake or it's not a mistake they then after they got over it started they um, importing a lot of indigenous um, of um, international varieties. Exactly, varieties so that's why Cabernet I think there's also it, 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 there it's just understanding
1: countries with different levels of investment probably dealt with the idea of rootstock very differently in all these other aspects so countries like France which obviously had a lot more investment in wine mm. um, why it took them a long time to react they obviously did eventually react quite fast and also wine was a huge element for them. I think mean for countries like Greece and also I think I think politically there was more going on then as well. Um, I think there's more political turmoil and other issues going on. Um, I think the history plays a big factor on how people dealt with flocks, or any issues you had with that. So um, I think like Greece suffered quite badly in certain circumstances during yeah. that time.
0: But then, what I think is exciting now about Greece is that the great varieties they have are fantastic, and obviously, then you don't understand what the labels look like, and it pronouncing the words yeah, the, are very difficult. So then that becomes this, another this, challenge. This is
1: also an issue which we've I think I think openly it spoke about in the wine trade a lot, which is that. Unfortunately, if it's difficult for people to say, it does put them off buying yeah. it. Yeah. And that has always been a common issue. Not just with the English, but with the people in any other country as well. Uh, but I think if you know, and I'm f- I think the. the- the, the Greeks have definitely noticed this more and more. I've mean, seen their wine regions have probably become something much easier to understand the name, and name. They probably focus on less the variety. The yeah.
0: labels are becoming a lot more written in English as well, so obviously, so they can export. So I, I mean, but people have been saying for years and years that Greek is Greece is going to be the next is the next thing. It's the next thing, so and I'm all for there. that because I really see the potential. But it doesn't seem to quite get there.
1: I mean, so if, if we talk about like the island of Santorini for region, I remember right. speaking to a Greek uh, winemaker, and he was he was telling me. For from the island he was saying the issue have is a lot of areas it's are still very much grower controlled mm. so there are not a lot of wineries who necessarily own all their vines they're still buying from growers and lots of tiny little growers like has gone on for a long history who they work with but what's then happening is that he was saying for example on Santorini you'll just get one winemaker who'll be like okay cool I'm going to offer extra ridiculous price for this much of grapes and then you know that causes panic in the picking so it all happens like near picking time it's not all contracts it's not all organised it's very hard to lay down your roots um, I think it makes it look not roots of the vines, roots of like your winemaking and your wine style, <laughs> other And also your production size as well. It can drastically change each year because of yeah. that. Um, and we've seen this in other regions before, where the region itself hasn't quite got itself together to work together correctly yet. To it's still
0: a baby, really. It is. It's a strange one. It's, it's a long, long, history. They are but. proper old world, but they're kind of new world. New world yeah, old world. So um, it'll be really interesting to see where they go. I mean, let's cheers. Let's have a little try of the Ayoyutico. Um, a Yoyotico often it, people describe it as maybe sometimes like a, a spicier merlot um, it's, I've not even, a bad, it's not a bad I, I don't think so I've also heard people say it's a bit like a, a barbera you know kind of medium bodied really nice and fruity not too tannic and I think that is a really accurate I think the
1: barbera is closer because it's more red fruit oh. I think, I think compared to Barbara. and barbera is a lovely wine especially for drinking and uh I, I think that's a very good example. And also, I think a lot of people assume when you think of Greek reds, and they were for quite a long history from certain parts, are super rich, super heavy.
0: This is not it's This all. is not. This
1: is very medium, well, very um, refreshing.
0: Just touching on that, again, Greece is super hot, yeah, but everything that any of the decent stuff, they're growing up. There's loads of mountains in Greece, loads of mountains, loads of volcanoes. not not really at all. And so actually everyone's planting, (laughs) everyone is planting up um, in altitude. And so you have that real potential to make some really good quality grapes. so this is Gaia. Um, Gaia, G-A-I-A. Um, definitely one of the top producers in uh, Greece. They are mainly focused in Santorini, which we'll touch on because we both love the island of Santorini for their wines. And then also then in Nemea, they have produced another winery. So they obviously have the potential of doing mainland, nice, delicious reds. And then they obviously have their um, acerticos, their whites down in Santorini. This is Yoyotico by Gaia, 2016. And retails at about... 16 pounds. I mean, so, yeah, we talk
1: about value. You don't get.
0: You're Greek, not going to get great value. Don't
1: don't buy the cheapest Greek wines. No. There's no point. But I think once you go into that sort of just sub 20 pound mark, you can get some fantastic stuff for good value there.
0: Um. <sighs> I think you're going to get really, really good quality. I suppose, yes, once you touch on an, on a high enough price, but I wouldn't say, you know, like, I think you can get some incredible finds in Spain and things like that. Oh yeah, that no, I don't, really, be, I don't think you can
1: compare it to Spain and Portugal. You I know, you uh,
0: I, I still different. think, just because I think probably what you said, you know, people don't own all their own vines and also just exporting I mean, a everything issues. and being further. Yeah, I think there's a lot and of And the law, and I think there are lots, of still things that they really need to work on. But I, I think Gaia, if any of you see Gaia, um, they've, they've been going around for a decent amount of time um, and they definitely, focus on just quality wines yeah um really nice fruit flavors isn't it and yeah loads of red cherries red berries good balance there. um we're drinking we're out in um, a summer garden uh, location to be disclosed because we probably shouldn't be drinking but the sun is shining but it's also raining so um typical england weather um so we're drinking out of we're outside lovely in the
1: rain in the sun too Plastic hot, wine cups too wet plastic wine cups so probably wine also- where we probably shouldn't be yeah <laughs> how we roll basically This is what you called. This Standard is Wednesday morning for us, this is.
0: Wednesday morning. He says it's Wednesday morning. It's far, far later than that. Um, anyway, but what I would say is it's just a really juicy, soft, medium-bodied, really approachable, lively. It's quite lively a wine, isn't it? Um, so if you want, I think that's a really nice example of what a Yoyetico um, tastes like. And then if you want something very, very Serious. Something very age-worthy. I'm not saying that your Eoriotico cannot be aged, but I think if we just try and define them to make it easier, that's when we want to look at Xenomavro. which yeah,
1: Xenomavro is probably the The Barolo. Famous...
0: The Barolo of Greece. Yeah. Um, so the Cabernet, it... Cabernet
1: Sauvignon, it there, I no, think they were No,
0: do you know what they're saying? At the end of the day, they really think it can be very much more like the Nebbiolo grape, almost, in the fact that... A paid in the Yes, um, in the fact that it's actually quite pale in colour, lots of kind of that red cherry fruit, lots of tannin, um, a decent amount of acidity, um, and and it fades, and it often can even get that kind of even some mushroomy flavours um, with 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 time. So there's a real similarity, apparently, to Nebbiolo, um, and if get if it grows in Na- uh, Naosa, that region, again more altitude, more mountainous, uh, so it's it's supposed to be I mean, very it's, interesting.
1: It's, it's, we're probably, we are going on Santorini at some point, but I think what Greece is where, where it sells in wine and white, which is some fantastic wine. Some great, great, it's a great grape. It is a level of extremes. You always have like yeah. extreme altitude, extreme heat, extreme wind, even extreme cold at nights because of the sea. Um, I think nowhere really epitomizes that more than Santorini.
0: Okay, yeah. That's let's why go.
1: It, 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 we all want to no. talk about it.
0: We love sat so At the end of the day, um, as much as I, and I truly, truly do believe everyone should try more Casino Mavro, if you have, spelt with an X, if you um, haven't seen of course it. it. No, I'm just, you know, because Casino Mavro. Acertico. If you have not tried Acertico, the white grape variety, you are missing out because that, for me, is the grape variety of Greece, right?
1: Um, yes, and I'm, I'm trying to just remember the name, there's also another white variety, which oh, I've been with A and it's going to come back to me in a minute as well. A. believe it's with A, but there's another one. But also they,
0: And they, they blend them off often together, there's two varieties yes, yeah. with the name A, Atiq,
1: Atiq, Atiq, I'm trying to, try to double check it, I'll give it to you in a minute, but, um, but Assetico is the big boy of Santorini, um, mm. and why it's so special is they literally have to grow it, um, they grow it basically like in, in nests, mm. because the wind is so heavy, so high. On the island because it's surrounded by ocean completely. Yeah. And I remember someone telling me, like, vines should just not grow there. It's so hot. It's so windy. Hot, humid, super windy. Like, there's nothing you want for grapes. Like, too much of everything.
0: Yeah.
1: But somehow the grapes and vines are still found a way. And what they do is they, they basically, um, uh, the vine training is done in like a nest. So basically, the vine like is in a trained circle, constantly going around like a basket, and the grapes grow inside the basket. Mm. Or you, you prune them to make sure they do that. And that means that the basket protects the grapes from the wind. And also from the sun, but not too much from the sun that it still um, takes enough sunlight to, uh, to grow the grapes. I think basically by the time that the grapes grow, there's enough leaf coverage to stop them being burnt in the sun. But enough sun on the leaf coverage to make the vine really viscous and grow and amazing. And you're forgetting Coral the volcanic soils. Again, the soils are on a volcanic oh yeah. You know, sorry, I, love I my to soils. It is also a volcano, you know, because you need to have a volcano in your life. <laughs> um, and so it's so volcanic soils gives this beautiful super minerality plus a little yeah. bit of savouriness from the sea element. Um, and then just these incredible heat, but the heat does, is balanced out by the altitude and the cold wind at night. Mm-hmm. So you end up with fantastic acidity as well as body. Um, And it is truly an amazing, great variety, and an amazing region to grow it in as well.
0: Um, And makes no
1: sense, but it works.
0: And the thing is about um, acertico, it has really amazingly good uh, acidity. Um, It's got a real saltiness to it, a real salinity and minerality to it, which makes it such an interesting variety, Um, along with that lovely lemony, citrusy notes. Um, And the thing is, I think. Acericco, oh hang on, have you view found It's a variety. That?
1: I can't remember. It, it's um, um, Ardini. Ardini. A
0: okay. I D
1: A, like I Danny. Well, but um, yeah, Ardini is Gremanian, mainly Main Santorini, and a little bit on some of the other islands as well. Uh, that produces a slightly less bold wine, mm. uh, but, but it's a good blender, fresher, and it's as well. it's great for blending because well, it can
0: balance out. Ascertico, one is amazing blending with other grapes. It can be completely aged in stainless steel, clean and fresh. It accepts oak really well, so it can be really rich. You can decant it. The best examples can age for 10 years. It's actually a, a brilliant great variety, um, and so everybody... It's a wine
1: lovers grape variety, I think, because oh, you can do so ab- much with it. Absolutely. But it's always consistently good.
0: And anything that's got really good acidity is always going to go well with such a huge array of different food types. Um, so definitely... Acertigo in Santorini is an awesome one to try for white Um, another great variety, so we touched on the two the two uh, red uh, wine growing spots you've got uh, Mosca which is another great variety, which kind of has like um, grey pinky skins. So often can give you this interesting colour in the glass. I always think if you want to know what it tastes like, it's almost like a bit like um, a Muscat or a Gewürztraminer. It's got these kind of, it's very aromatic, it's quite lychee maybe, a bit floral. Um, intense
1: very intense
0: it's definitely i actually was drinking moscafilaro just as you do the other day although it was a very bad example because i felt that the acidity wasn't there and it was actually a bit flabby so i will not mention the name but all the aromatics were there and my god you really notice it so if anybody who likes really um floral big fruity uh styles of wine moscafilaro and that is in the Peloponnese region as well in M- Mantinea. Mantania, which you're doing a lot
1: better of your Greek than I, I am. Think so. I think can't do Greek. It's My not, gosh. It's not
0: but the, I, I, I find it so interesting and there's so much going on. Um, so there, that is definitely another great variety to, to try out. I think, yeah, there's, I think
1: there's still a lot more to come from there. You know, you're seeing a lot more with blends as well. They're, they're doing a lot more blend experimentation. Um, and you know again, where they've grown things like Cabernet Sauvignon or Merlot, mm. and, and, and again, they, do, seeing, they do, do well. Which they Syrah do, does very well. Where, that, so,
0: think. you have like, um, so Ayoya what we're drinking now, it's a PDO in Nemia, um, which is like a protected designation of origin. Um, it's the only one in the whole of Greece for Ayoya Tico. Um, but they're doing some really interesting versions, blending Ayoya with Syrah and other grape varieties. You now can't call it the PDO Nemea it has to be kind of um, put down declassified. to the declassified to the Peloponnese region um, but again all these different blends really really interesting so it's going to be very exciting to see um, the, uh, all the islands we've we talked about um, what are the islands? Sam, Samo, Samos, Island, Samos well, which does um, muscat yeah and so are they and they're doing dry versions as well as sweet versions Crete um, Crete is doing some really interesting stuff now. In general, they're, they're, it's the hottest island in Greece, so they're doing much more of these kind of bigger, almost like Rhone-style blends, lots of kind of almost GCM-style blends. But they've got. I was I was in sixty-seven Palmau and I will. Oh, Terry, I'm going. Everybody needs to go to sixty-seven Palmau if you've got a membership, or find a friend who has a membership, yes. um, because there is a beautiful head sommelier there called Terry. Now, it, it beautiful. Can I? That's
1: a bit well
0: I, he's a nice he's very nice um I'm Terry Candil- can just, can Candilis? Can, Candilis. Candilis, sorry Terry I'm sorry Terry we're we'll
1: probably butchering you your last name sorry
0: yeah. um who I mean is the I don't know if this is completely official or not but I mean he is the ambassador of Greece. my god you want to know anything about Greek varieties he's going to tell you all about it he is so knowledgeable no, he doesn't look do you not Greek. look you don't feel he looks very Greek
1: I, do, I took me a real long time to realize he was Greek in, in a way, in a sense of like meeting him you don't know necessarily, and <laughs> he, doesn't look, he doesn't look like you know your stereotypical Greek. He's, um
0: I don't know what a stereotypical Greek is, guys, to be honest. Uh, tell us your comments. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> What's a stereotypical Greek? Terry, Terry, what Sorry. is a stereotypical Greek? Sorry, Terry, have you thought like you are like the stereotypical Greek
1: I was reading?
0: Well, yes. he was telling me. So, in fact, interesting enough, he gave me a bottle, and they have this at 67 pound mal. Um, Lyraricus? Lira, Lira, Lyraricus? You doing very well. Lyraricus. You did really
1: well with right, the right, name. I'm going to try it one down more down time.
0: Lyraricus. So, the the producer is called Lyraricus. Um, and they're a really, really good producer in general for Crete, uh, which you don't find so much. Um, they have saved so many of the indigenous varieties. Which
1: is very important. In Crete.
0: Really important. So, And I, I was tasting a bottle of their um, Plito. Plito is the grape variety, a white grape variety. Have you even heard of that? Plito. So um, it's just really nice to get an idea of some good producers. So Liraricus, have a look. The L at the beginning of Liraricus is actually like an upside down A. It's like a triangle so you wouldn't know to pronounce it with an l so if you see the upside down um a so araricus effectively araricus, araricus, is that, araricus. Um, really good they are doing amazing things to save these indigenous varieties and that's on crete so I, that was a really wonderful lesson uh with terry so thank you for that so that, that's also again stimulated my kind of um Eagerness to learn more about Greek wine. Okay, so the so have much. come
1: out and, and beautiful Terry will Be- stimulate a beautiful your, terry. Stimulate not ugly, your eager
0: terry. But if you see ugly Terry, that's not the right person. not ugly So it's not ugly Terry, so, so it's, it's, not definitely ugly terry. terry. it's definitely
1: beautiful Terry. you in the terry. bathroom like ugly Terry, don't ask him about Greek varieties.
0: Oh my god. So yeah, I'm, but I think, you know, realistically, they that that I mean, the main focus, the ones that everyone needs to try, is a from Santorini, definitely. a, a yoyotica, which we're drinking yep. from Nemmia, um, and Casino Mavro from. Um, Noassa up in the north, but it my god, your journey. I mean, what about oh god, you know what? We have you had any um pine resin wine? Right, a
1: new one's gonna come up. We're gonna talk about um, oh god, I've got, I've got the name of it now. It's um, I know that's why I
0: was hoping that you were gonna tell I was me
1: about it. Uh, we, um, uh, Rafa, um,
0: Ratsina. thank Rathina. you. There no, we go, thank, 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 thank you, thank you, thank you. I was actually thinking so oh. like
1: she's gonna bring Rattina up at some point, yeah. Um, is a crime
0: but apparently there are literally no, like not. four or five producers that know what they're doing there's with not. it but it's just it's just a crime stop putting things in your wine
1: i'm, I'm heavily against this and they do but a lot of the history there, not it as well yeah that's great cool put it in a history lesson in one place and that's it stop doing it it's just uh, i'm sorry but no greece you make fantastic wine. stop putting pine resin in them
0: sometimes they use um acertigo the other one they use um it doesn't matter what
1: they're doing it's still a crime really a crime's a crime you know. it's like so if you don't know Razzina is a very old product that's been made in Greece for many years, even when winemaking making went downhill, they still go to making it. Uh, and basically it's where they use pine resin and they put it into wine to make some kind of shit things.
0: vermouth.
1: <laughs> like shit vermouth, really, I can't really know if a way to I, it
0: I've only ever had one example, you and get, f- it was so bad I don't remember anything, get, so... You get these
1: sort of things as well, in, in Italy, make different things as well, and I mean they're crimes against wine. Humanity? Burners burn wine, you know, it's... it's stop doing it. There's a, what you get getting? Barolo is now Chinato as well. Mm. Barolo, Chinato, and that's just, just absolutely disgusting. Brimes. So it's like you took Barolo and you ruined it. And the same thing with Greece, stop, stop doing it. But we love, you know, I we think love he, your wines, don't, don't It is them.
0: part of history, I suppose, that's and people nice. might want to try There's it. There's a lot of
1: things that are part of history don't do anymore.
0: Well, for anyone who wants to know, uh, Razzina is generally, I mean, es- es- Esertico is used sometimes if you want a more linear style, but Savitiano, Savitiano is the main great variety of the the mainland and actually we haven't talked about um I'll tell you what I was drinking and I've done oh if anyone uh, google been drinking a lot lately. It, yeah I try to and um, if you go on my wine videos eat sleep wine repeat on YouTube there we go I know, do you know what? I don't think I've ever plugged I do a wine video on Acertico and it is with a domain Papa and Papa is an amazing winery in atiki atiki is in central um, Greece close to Athens, just to give you an idea of where it is in the map, but lots of kind of Mediterranean cooling breezes from the coast as well. Um, and they have Greece's first bioclimatic winery, which I think is very, very bio-climatic. cool. Bioclimatic? Bioclimatic. I had to look it up. Um, it's like looking at... So, it, first of all, it's... Ta- <laughs> um It's basically... Um, taking things so much further than just sustainability or saving energy so already Build it, first of all it's about bi- building the winery in a way that you basically uh, the standard usage of energy is 25% lower because you're building it in a very oh, sustainable you, clever yeah, way that that's the time. that's the normal one then two it's about uh, position then it's gravity. about positioning yeah all that of course the usual but then also positioning it in a way where you're taking advantage of your surroundings so the way the wind blows where the sun comes in how it's position positioning it positioning it properly in a, a certain way and all this and there's another part of it which is the social area so they have um, created all the social spaces within the winery so when you're in certain places there's a glass and you can still see the the actual winemaking processes as you're actually dining and stuff so it's, so it's an it's,
1: architectural dream it's an but,
0: well no bioclimatic uh bioclimatic based, yeah a, well you know but it's taking it a little hey, step if you're gonna further
1: make up a word make a word
0: up oh you're not really feeling it are you so um anyway so that would probably be the uh, the smallest the smallest little touch on greece right that we that we, we just touched a greek yeah. we we basically just touched him very very politely very, yeah, very gentle. we didn't get to know him very well No, no. Did no, no we? it
1: wasn't like a second date sort of touching was just a first date touch.
0: i mean i'd be really interested for everybody to let us know like what funky interesting indigenous variety um have you been drinking from Greece that you think is worth or, us trying because it's yeah I mean I I think, there's there's so many so
1: many, there's so many to try out there and I, I, I feel really bad because I feel I've done so many tastings but you get so many different ones to put in front of you it's almost hard to keep up with everything mm-hmm. um but it is definitely a world to explore I think it's going to be a lot to come out of there in the next few years I think it's only going to improve which is always a good thing to hear
0: yeah no um I'm-
1: but it's one of those regions to definitely watch
0: and I mean, at the end of the day, we haven't touched on grape varieties like Mavrodavony. Again, Again, I love Mavrodavony, and that's from the Peloponnese. Yeah. Um, and it also, it grow uh, They do lots. They're doing lots of blends with uh, D'Avni as well, and that's a nice red grape variety. Um, what other grape variety? Again, we haven't touched on Vinsanto, which is an amazing sweet wine in Santorini. Confused
1: with Vin right? Santo from Italy, Italy, but there's a
0: massive argument about who created it first. I don't know whether it's actually. If you also being... Vin
1: Santo means holy wine, so it's.
0: Uh, who knows? Um, but, you know, I think there is so many different uh, grape varieties that we should be looking at, and I think we should do a more in-depth uh, podcast soon. Well, we'll get
1: Terry on. That would be way to do that. Terry, we going... to educate us, that would be,
0: yeah. be perfect. Yeah, I mean, uh which is a white grape variety from up in the north. So we've got loads to touch on. Um, I'm going to give you a bit of wine news. On. Mm. Well, I say that. I don't really love... I uh, don't watch yeah. Love Island, but I think... Okay, that, I'm,
1: already, I'm already disappointed No,
0: that you're that not is. disappointed. You're not disappointed at all. Um, I think there's a statistic yeah, yeah, yeah. that champagne corks um, kill about a dozen of people a year, which people need That's to understand... Some, some
1: statistic like that, yeah.
0: Right. People it's, it's, 40, need, it's 40 to 50
1: bars of pressure, isn't it, in the
0: champagne corks? There's six bars, which is basically the same bars. as a... T- uh, yeah, yeah, which is the same as, like, a, a bus... T- one One bus tyre is the same as what's in your, That's like... It's, six, 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 it's bars. six bars. Six, six, six bars, bars is a
1: lot. I mean, you pump up a side like 50.
0: What, it's six bars? Sorry, you, yeah, anyway. quite right. But. Okay. Anyway, um, basically, Theo... I want to say Theo Campbell. Um, I'm going to... I think... Let me see. I'm going to go... Yeah, Theo Campbell. He was on... He's an athlete or something. He was on Love Island in 2017. I know this because it's in the news. He has literally just landed... it's
1: really different news to me.
0: No, well, he has just landed... Uh, in hospital because a cork smacked him in the eye. Annoyingly, I don't know the information of how. Did he open it or did somebody else? Let, did it fly? Anyway, long story I imagine
1: short. He wasn't
0: a contestant then. He was chilling out in Ibiza when this happened.
1: No, no, but he was. He's previously a contestant at Love Island, mm. which means his IQ is something in the minus. So I imagine he was looking at the court cork. You're such doing an it.
0: awful human. You don't know. We don't know who he is. You can only assume, but that's very he very. Went also, mean.
1: He went on Love Island. I don't think any of them have the IQ more than quite potentially.
0: I have never watched Love Island. I literally couldn't comment
1: on Tell us guys, do you watch Love Island? Do you like? As far as I've been told, and as I understand, it's. People like to watch dumb, attractive-looking people try and have sex with each other. I thought that was the entire...
0: They are all really uh, attractive, though, aren't they?
1: Well, we'll go that far.
0: No? No. I think so. I'm I think really they're what sure.
1: you call functionally beautiful, like Essex pretty. I wouldn't really to they're called pretty pretty.
0: Okay. Well, anyway...
1: That's a fake teeth and boob jobs. It's not really a...
0: <laughs> um, he got smacked in the eye with a champagne cork and um, happen to a- split his eyeball, got split open. He's had to have two operations which have failed, and now he is blind in his right eye. And that. So kids, is when you open a that is of why they need, people need to understand how to lesson, open up with the cage. They need to, it, please explain to everybody what you have to do with the cage because it's so no, serious. It's not just about the
1: cage. So when you when you open a it's not open, just about the cage. Uh, we open a bottle of champagne. Easy, quick tip. So you want to always make sure you've got your thumb at all points is always over the top of the cork. You never remove that thumb from the top of the cork mm-hmm. until you've opened the bottle of champagne. That's always where people go wrong. Uh, you unscrew the cage. You don't need to take the cage off. For some reason, people will feel they need to try and take the cage off.
0: Well, it's e- no, it is easier if you take the cage off. You, if it's a really tight, you, you know, you're not, you're the not, cage,
1: but you're, if if you're doing not, that. You risk taking your thumb off the top. Absolutely, and that's when that.
0: you split so, your yeah. eyeball open. So,
1: and then also point, where you're pointing the goddamn bottle. So the bottle yeah. should be always at forty-five degrees at an angle. This is because the bubbles want to go up. So mm-hmm. if you have the bottle so bottle point at forty-five degrees, there's less pressure going on the cork when you open it, mm-hmm. um, and less chance it's going to burst off. And also, less chance you gonna waste some campaign this is really important. Yeah. and as you're doing it you hold the cork thumb over the top you don't twist the cork you twist the bottle slowly twist the bottle with your other hand so the pressure is also pushing the bottle down and not pushing the cork up mm-hmm. um, and this will mean you will not hit anyone in the eye though after i have worked i'm going to say which restaurant it was and someone mistakenly opened a bottle badly and a waiter got taken out while holding a tray Ooh. and it literally looked like something from a movie he literally got taken the side of the temple carrying a tray stuff went everywhere he hit him
0: in his temple yeah, he, went, he took him straight out people do not realise and I almost
1: actually did an I one to myself as well so I'll hold my hands up to this um, a composite cork broke so the very base of the cork didn't come out mm. I didn't know this so I pulled the cork off didn't hear anything I almost went to go look in the bottle and then the composite cork the bottom part of it shot
0: out shit yeah. Um, I mean it's the, the, the funny thing I mean as I keep I said on uh, one of our previous episodes I'm all about English sparkling wine which again the same as champagne in terms of pressure and by the way it's not but, but bars pressure. it's atmosphere so when I said atmosphere, six, sorry, it's six, six atmospheres I sense. don't know what it is That'd in bars. bars so yeah. it's six, six atmospheres which nothing. is basically a double decker tire yeah, yeah. in so one you're looking, you're, bottle you're of
1: probably, fizz I think, I think it's 40-50 bars of pressure because six bars would be a flat tire
0: so people need to understand, champagne and English sparkling wine is delicious and to be enjoyed, but please open. It. Kids, please open up your sparkling or, wine or safely. Or only aim
1: it at people you don't
0: like. That too. Okay. And on that note, thanks so much, guys. um Please get in touch with us and let us know again about your Greek varieties or what you would like us to have a little talk about next. And uh, we will see you again on the next episode of Unfiltered.
1: Catch
0: you on the next one. See Bye. You. Bye. <laughs>